three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raw Mentality. We're your hosts. My name is Harris. And my name is Sarah. And our podcast is all about mental health, advice, relationships, and personal struggles. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to our podcast. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Also, don't forget to follow, share, and download on all social media and streaming services. Also, don't forget to send us your questions, your comments, and concerns on our socials at Raw Mentality Podcast or through email. And without further wait, let's get it on. Let's get it. that my girlfriend has for me. So I'm going to let her go ahead and take it away. And uh, we're going to do a little Q&A. Thank you, sir. So uh, this actually is, um, in uh, well, the, bleh, it's under Pinterest. And it is under questions to ask your boyfriend. Nice. So just to start off, we're going to start with question number one. What movie was so sad that you will never watch it again? See, that's a really good question. She asked me this before we started recording. And yeah. honestly, right like... I can't really think of an answer right off the top of my head that wouldn't sound basic as fuck because, like, <laughs> I don't get really too emotional during movies, honestly. Like, like I do get emotional during the sad parts, but it's nothing ever, like, really that memorable to the point where it's like, I'll never watch this movie again. Like, Oh, I have one. I don't really have those feelings. You don't have one? I have one. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I do have those feelings, but, like, they're not so strong to the point where, like, I'll completely cast a movie out of my life because it's so sad. I mean, it's not like I'm, like, casting the movie out of my life. It's just that I don't want to put myself through more hurt than I already need. You know, uh, so for my for, for me, it was Toy Story 3 or at least, yeah, Toy Story 3 where they almost <clears throat> died because I don't know. It's just, you know, having it, it was kind of like your childhood was dying. It was not cute. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I kind of like going back and like looking at old memories, even if they're sad. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I, that. I guess I'm just that type of guy. But I hear you. All right. So moving on to question number two. What are the two biggest lessons you've learned from previous relationships? <laughs> two biggest lessons I've learned from previous relationships. Um, not to be too aggressive, you know, just in terms of like. And and you were not really. No, no, no. But I mean, like, just like, in, obviously not physically. Okay. I, I've never like hit a woman in my life. But never, like, ever. I'm talking about like, okay. Except you know, your mom once on accident when she was trying to wake you up. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I was half asleep. Yeah, and it was, was like a, it was like a knee jerk type of reaction. Yeah, thing. but um, yeah, I think the two biggest lessons would be the first one would be to obviously not be too aggressive in like mm -hmm. how I convey myself and my emotions and my opinions. Uh, just be more level headed. Um, don't go right in the heat of the moment, you know, saying whatever the fuck comes up, comes to mind. Think about what you're saying because at the end of the day, um, you know, that's your partner that you're speaking to. So right. you never want to be uh, too angry. And then the other thing is always be honest. Um, if you lie, the shit's going to catch up to you. And there's no point in fucking lying. So always. just be honest, stay true. Um, there's really no point to ever, like I said, being full of shit because... At the end of the day, there's too many people in this world full of shit. So we need people that are not full of shit. So what I would say from my previous relationship or just relationships in general, I would like to say that, you know, it, it, communication has always been like really 
really hard for me. And I think Harris mm-hmm. would be able to tell you that I, I'm not the best with it. I, I tend to, um, if given in a fight, I will literally pause myself, not talk. Yeah, and she then will shut the fuck down. I will, I will just, she will shut I don't you understand out. what to do, so I just shut down. And then yeah. I like literally come back, either it be hours later, a day later, or I just like don't talk about it until I'm ready. That's just kind of how I deal with it. So I'm, I'm still learning how to communicate better within a relationship, uh, whether it's just with Harris uh, as a, like a romantic relationship, but also in any aspect of my life. If I have a relationship with someone, it's very hard for me to address yeah. things. So, yeah. Um, and then two, um, to not be naive to the sense where you trust anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I trust Harris with anything and everything, but to a different degree. Like, I'm not naive where if, you know, I, I'm just, it, just be smart. That's yeah. it. I think you guys understand. Just, just keep just, an eye open for yeah. something fishy. Yeah. I'm like, sure everyone's always like that in a relationship, you know, like you, any relationship. You have trust and trust romantic. is key. It's fundamental. Mm-hmm. Obviously, trust is very fundamental, but like, you never want to Obviously, like, you know, one party never wants to, like, break down or, like, call out the trust in the relationship. So it's good to, like, just keep an eye open. And, like, I feel like people need those verifiers to kind of just keep their emotions in check. Kind of like a barrier. Not a wall, but at least just like a barrier. Yeah. And I feel like that's healthy to have in any any relationship as long as it's, like, reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, like, if... You're going through, like, someone's phone every night, like, oh, why the fuck did you like that girl's picture? Why the fuck did you do this? Why the fuck did you do that? Like, you know, and it gets to that point, like, you know, whatever At the that fuck. point, you're just really, by hurting the other person, you But at the same time, yourself. like, I guess it's different for other people because I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. And we're also trying to get into podcasting now. Mm-hmm. We're also very big into, like, social media. So, like, honestly, like, any interaction that I have on social media, whether I like someone's picture, whether I mm-hmm. fucking, like, DM them, it's all based in the sense of, like, business, unless I'm, like, really close with you or I really, really fuck with you as an individual and I just, you know, want to check in on you type of shit. Exactly. Or just see how you're doing. Other than that, if I do anything, if I do a reaction on, like, Instagram, whatever the fuck, if I like some girl's picture, it's literally just because, like, she might have other people liking the picture that are looking at, like, who's liking the picture and following those people. Yeah, and it's all strategic because... Even, he, like, sometimes he comes up to me and he asks yeah. me, what do you think this, like, would be the best, like, st- strategic move to do? Like, it's it's not like, oh, I like this girl's picture because, damn, like, look at that butt or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, yeah. The thing is, I've always been okay with Harris, like, finding other people attractive. Like, yeah, and I'm no, like anywhere. that, too. I mean, obviously, there's yeah. a little hint of jealousy, but, like, we're... Of course, but it's more like we appreciate it, mm-hmm. but we're not, like, going to leave each other because one person is so good-looking. You know, that's stupid. Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't we know. can both look at an attractive guy or girl and be and like, hey, it. babe, look at that. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it. Obviously, for me, like, not on some, like, I'm a, I'm a straight male. <laughs> he is a very straight male. But, you know, like, <laughs> I can't. Nothing wrong with not if straight I see males, a, but just If I see another looking guy, is... I'll be like, hey, baby, look at you. Look at over there. I, you got you a papacito over there. Yeah, he does. You know, like, or like just some stupid shit. Just to like, just you like know, stupid stuff. whatever. Like, you know, but obviously if she's like, ooh, when she sees him, then I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, all right, I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't have yeah, said jack shit. But then, then yeah, you know. Okay, so moving on to the next question before people think that we're trying to uh, find someone to do some stuff with. Um all right, so question number three. What would be what would be the absolute perfect day for you? What would be the absolute perfect day for me? 
Oh, man. The absolute perfect day for me would be one day on a tour somewhere in California, me and you driving somewhere. My family, your family are out there. We go back like we're having a party somewhere on the beach, friends included, and, you know, just have a good time. And then, but this is like, I'm talking like, you know, like I'm on a tour, like big tour, like I've blown up type of shit. Mm -hmm. That would be the perfect, like day one kicking off a tour in Cali type of thing. That would be a perfect day for me. I don't know where in Cali. Obviously, Los Angeles is in rough shape right now Mm -hmm. from what I'm hearing. But, you know, wherever the fuck it is, I like the good weather. I'm from the Mediterranean region. I mean, I am American, but like originally Mediterranean. Your family is. Descent, I guess. So. Um, yeah, I like to be where the sun is and that'd be nice. That'd be perfect for me. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. How about you? My perfect day. I actually would like to say kind of similar, but with all of our family or, you know, close family, um, all together. But most of the time when I think of happiness, I think of us when we're re- quote unquote retired, not like working a nine to five and um big time i i like the idea of our parents living with us eventually when we um have our real estate going and all that stuff so i i just picture this really big house like very modern obviously because you know gotta still gotta get my things but i like that idea but i also kind of feel like our parents wouldn't want to live in a house with us i know but i could always dream so but what I think might be a more realistic idea is if we end up owning, like, real estate on the same street, like, a bunch of, like, houses. Yeah. Maybe not straight up, like, right next to each other, next to each other, but, like, okay, like... Down the street. Your mom's, like, down the street, and then, like, my parents are, like, two houses down the street, or, like, right around the cul-de-sac, whatever the fuck. So, like, we're cul-de-sac. literally right we're literally right in the same fucking neighborhood, and, like, you know, that'd be, that'd be nice. I just I feel like that'd be nice. Like, summer... It doesn't have to be here, like, in this state, but just, like, a summer day where we all are, like, grilling outside and like we have our house and our kids are like there and all that crap that's just kind of like my perfect day that's a good one yeah so what's the next question <laughs> all right next question next question um it is question number four what did you learn a little too late what did i learn a little too late um social skills honestly Social skills. I feel like I feel like I'm honestly two years behind everybody in our generation, if not more, in terms of social skills. Like just a how to act in public, b how to speak to other people, c how to approach other people. Mm-hmm. That's a big you one. know what is like acceptable and norms. Because like I never really had too many friends that I would hang out with growing up until I really got into like sixth, seventh grade, mm-hmm. and by then it was like a little bit too late for me to like really learn those you know when you don't have those early roots it's kind of hard i was a loner that's why i always wanted a a sibling or a pet was because i was always a loner and even when i hung out with my friends you know around that time my sister was born also and i had a dog like literally we bought a dog like literally two years before that we bought jakey two years before yeah so i mean i guess i was kind of getting out of it but like at the same time like you know you don't learn social skills with a pet really Kind it's of. Hard. <laughs> you don't really do that. I mean, like, no. you know, you don't learn human social skills, at least. And then on top of that, like, you know, with a baby, it's kind of hard, too, with a baby sister. So yeah. I'd say social skills is what I learned too late. My parents also are immigrants, so they didn't really, they're not the best models uh, for social skills in America. My mom is, but, you know, she was kind of a little bit more focused on business. So Yeah, very focused on business. Mm-hmm. Very successful woman. Yeah, she is. 
Um, Shout right. out, Mom. Shout out, Mom. <laughs> At Mama Jag, Jag and Jag. At Delilah. At Delilah. Ew. Don't play. Don't, don't, don't have her listen to that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so my lesson I would like to say is um, not being a doormat for everyone just because I don't want them to feel bad about themselves. That's my lesson. Not being a doormat in terms of... In terms of I will literally like just let anyone and everyone walk all over me just because I feel like if I say something, maybe they're having a bad day and I'll just make it worse. Stuff like that. Just like how yeah. to stand up for myself basically. <laughs> No, but then also the, the the other side to that is also just being honest with somebody. Like, are you really doing somebody a favor if you tell mm-hmm. them everything's okay when it's not? Exactly. You know, like your friend is like constantly in 2000 3000 whatever the fuck, $5,000 in debt talking about, we're going to fix it, we're going to fix yeah. it. And then it keeps getting worse and worse and worse over time. Eventually, you got to tell them some shit. You can't be like, ah, it's okay, dude. It's okay. Right. It's okay. You know, like, yeah, it's okay at first. Everyone, you know, gets into it's a LPT, hole. But if you're not but... doing jack shit to change your life, dude, you should fucking really, like, you need a wake-up call. And, like, unfortunately, some people are willing to listen to it. Some people are, aren't, you know? Yeah, understood. And, yeah, next question. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, question number five. What gross and unhygienical things do people do that bothers you? Uh, what gross, unhygienical things do people do that bothers me? Um, I think I have something that I can think of for him. Uh, I'm trying to think I don't really know I mean I don't really give a fuck too much about other people I think honestly not showering that's probably oh, the yeah, biggest obviously. thing obviously if you stank like ass like a rotten <laughs> if you if you smell like a rotten piece of meat dude get the fuck away from we gotta me. talk we that's gotta probably, have a conversation that's probably like the biggest thing that can bother me is if somebody like really stinks I mean like some people just have BO naturally like whether no, they put on deodorant like or not you're ripe we need to talk <laughs> Yeah, or like some people might like just smell like shit because of their medication. You know, that's shit, no, that, that like might I shit, obviously. You know, but you that, never know, in that case, I understand. But like, or like if you're just old and you have that old person smell. I don't know. I that smell doesn't really, really bother me. Uh, once you start getting people to eighty years old, they start smelling like ass. Really? Uh, I don't know. My I grandpa. worked at a at my a... grandpa rest, rest in peace. But like, yeah, he he smelled kind of bad. Like <laughs> towards the end of his life. I worked at a at a um, what do you call that a senior care facility. Uh, I don't know what you call it. for that... like two days. Yeah, yeah, but I, like I had it go in and out in a lot of different, you know, houses, and I I could I'm not stupid like I could smell it. It's just like I don't know. It didn't really bother me. All but one, but then that was just I don't even want to talk about that. But yeah. To each his own, I guess. Yeah. So anyway. Um. I I would like to say for him, I think what what came up to my head is he doesn't like it when uh, people have long nails, whether it be um, like uh, toenails or just like what do you call these fingernails? Yeah, I don't know yeah, nails, regular nails. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that really bothers me that much. For me, it's it's hand towels at other people's houses i don't like them because i don't know who has touched it i don't know who you had it over i don't know who, like anything like about what you use it for exactly i mean well nowadays. there's really just a hand towel i mean mm-hmm. me I, I wonder how people feel about going in our bathroom because like i use all that shit to like wipe my body yeah i know i mean no nobody is really coming over because we moved in during you know That's covid true. so all right anyway 
So, question. Let me see. Question number six. And by the way, there's 25 questions. How many are you trying to run through? Because 25 is a lot. I know. Um, let me let me uh, let me skim. Let's through. go through ten. Let's go through ten questions. Let's do another. Let's do another five questions. So we did the first five. Let's do another five random. Try to find the best five random questions you can find. As we wait, I will smack a marijuana bowl. Yes, I smoke. If you're underage, you shouldn't smoke. But I started smoking underage, <laughs> so I can't judge you if you do. Okay, I But you my... still shouldn't smoke weed if you're too young. All right, so really, I though. did find another question if, if you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, so next question. What was the best mistake you've made? A mistake that turned out really well. Or a mistake that turned out really well. Sorry. Mistake that turned out really well. So the best mistake that you've made. I'd like to answer the question from a couple different perspectives. Go for it. So the first one is, I would say, like, I want to answer, like, as a musician. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest mistake that I learned the most from was my first and second albums, you know? What you learn? I don't want to call them mistakes because, like, at the same time, like, they were learning experiences. But I learned, you know, obviously, like, what it really takes to make good music. Music that is worth listening to and that isn't the same as, you know, or, like, you know, worse than, like, whatever is top tier at the moment. You know, that's that's really what I learned. It's, like, it takes a lot of work. And that's basically why I took an entire fucking year off to go back and work on my music as much as I have been because, you know, you need a, you the reality of the thing is, like, if you're not dedicated to your art craft full-time and you're not, like, a perfectionist, you're not really going to succeed in it. So that's one of the main things, main mistakes that I've learned is, is not being a perfectionist as much as I thought I was on those albums and now just realizing what it takes to do so. And then the other perspective I'd like to answer it from, um, going, kind of going back to the last question like of relationships was, uh, you know, just all the mistakes I made in my previous relationships. And, you know, not just my girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, but like, you know, fucking... Even you know, in our relationship. Friends, our relationship, everything. F- relationship with family, um, you know, those are mistake, biggest mistakes that I've learned from, I feel like, honestly, like, socially, going back to another one of the challenges that I have, just social skills, I learn a lot from fucking up, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And that's how we all learn, at least I do. Yeah. People like me will understand. I learn a lot from fucking up. Nice. And then applying that logic to areas where I see it applicable to. I like that. Mm-hmm. How about you? What are the two mistakes? No, it's just one mistake. One mistake um, only. So. Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit high. I know. I just might, I'm a lightweight sometimes. Go ahead. Sorry. Mm. I'm 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 thinking. thinking. So. I'm thinking. Uh, that is a tough question. I mean, that's why I, I, I don't really from call it. I don't really call it a mistake. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it. 
in the perspective of people in my life at the time. So I would like to say my biggest quote-unquote mistake, I don't even call it mistake because, uh, would be to date you, actually. Because everyone in my life was telling me that you're probably no good and blah, blah, blah. And that just because you're, um, you were a stoner slash still are, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> that you were not going to go anywhere and, like, wouldn't take me anywhere and we would never have basically the relationship that we have. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't call it a mistake. I would never call this a mistake, actually. Right. But everyone around me did. So, I guess, you, you're my best mistake. Oh, well, oh, yeah, yeah. That's so nice of you. Yeah, thank you. You were going by. I don't know, like, are you going to be offended or like, okay, anyway. But it may be emotional. So, fuck you, slash, thank you. Okay, can I, like, ask the next question? Okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what is the biggest sign of weakness in a person? The biggest sign of weakness in a person. Mm hmm. Um, what do you mean? Physically or... Just anything and everything doesn't specify. The biggest sign of weakness in a person. I would say the biggest sign of weakness in a person is when you can see that they're not confident in what they're doing or speaking about. That's the biggest sign of weakness to me. Is like when somebody you know, is unsure of every situation, you know, that's, that's just one of the biggest signs of weakness. And like, you can change that, obviously, like, that's not a forever type of thing. That's not something that's naturally part of somebody. It may be, but you can always change it, I feel like. And to me, that's probably the biggest sign of weakness is, is uh, when somebody's just not capable of, of having a level of confidence within themselves when they're doing or, or speaking about something. Okay, that's a good one. Mine would be um kind of like changing your mind a lot yeah that kind of goes together with that too yeah i guess it's kind of a similar thing yeah or like retracting what you say like if you say something and then just because like either i don't agree or whoever around is doesn't agree or something like you just flip-flop i don't i don't like that and i used to do that a lot not not you, changing not changing you don't what do i would that say that much anymore though i don't feel like i would ever change around other people I mean, like, you said that I would change around with my friends, but, yeah. like, that's just because, like, I was more socially open with my friends. No, and I feel like, like you you wanted to show off. No, 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 no. It was never a show-off thing know. with my friends. Honestly, it never, it really never was. Okay. Honestly, like, with my and friends. not for, like, me or anything, but I feel like. It was them. always just, like, purely fun. Like, when we were younger and, like, when we were first dating, yeah. like, 17, 18, 19 even, like, it was all just fun, dude. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, it was all just fun with my friends. Like, we didn't. I was never, like, if I ever made you feel like I was trying to, like, show off in front of you, like, with my friends, like, don't ever take it that way. We were just, like, fucking around. That's okay. always how it was. I mean, I, I know. And I'm now, always, like, I was always the, I was always the person in the group that was head-ass and, like, would be, like, you know, like, the hard-headed one. Yeah. And I am like that. You still are sometimes. Yeah, I am like that. But, like, <laughs> but I've, I like I've also learned how to how to, like, you know turn it more into like a running joke instead of, like, I'm so fucking serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, it, now it's kind of like I have a... A, a, scent, a, a hint of happiness to it, so. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What do you say like, your overall happiness? And also going back, person? just going back to all the both, like both of these issues okay, that we're okay, talking yeah. about, I feel like we both have them, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. And like we've learned how to deal with them. Of course. And I feel like all people fundamentally deal with these type of issues frequently throughout life. 
right. if you do have these issues, don't feel bad. Facts. Never feel bad. Um, okay, so next question. Um, what was the best thing about your... Uh, what was the best thing about how your parents raised you? Um, best thing how my parents raised me, I would say, is um, just showing me how to have... Mm. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let me read it again. All right, so next question was... What was the best thing about how your parents raised you? That's a weird question. Weird way. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to answer it in a straightforward way. The best well, thing what's about your favorite? The best thing about how my parents raised me uh, would be just... I don't know. I mean, I would say uh, there's just too many things that come to mind. Let's say one of them at least. I mean, like when we, from what I remember, like from early childhood, like we didn't really have much. You know, we ended up moving to like a nicer, like suburban ho- home, like middle, middle, middle class, whatever the fuck. And but before that, like we lived in apartments, like the one that we're living in right now together. Yeah. Much smaller than this, actually. You know, fitting three people in there. Um. So just. And, you know, on top of that, like, now, like, the fact that they do have that, like, you see the work that went into it also. Like, I saw my mm-hmm. mom staying up late nights. I saw my dad, like, hustling back and forth from work to, like, take care of me and go get, like, money from work and shit and all that, whatever the fuck. So I, f- I would say, like, the biggest or the best thing I learned about how my parents raised me, I guess, or I guess that's the qu- what the question was, would be, um, or what I liked the most about how my parents raised me would be how they showed me to work hard and never give up on my goals. And I remember my mom always being like, nice. you know, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. That was like one of her main sayings always. Like for anything that I was doing in life, practice makes perfect. So and that always stuck in my head. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. So um, I guess mine would be um, not just a specific life or, you know, a uh, specific thing. It's how to handle everything that you learn. So... Uh, my parents did give me many, 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 many life lessons, uh, but it wasn't just what they said. It's how they reacted to them. So I know that my parents are not perfect, obviously. I didn't know that before, but I know that now. Um, and they make mistakes all the time. But when they give me advice, they always make sure they're like, it's not always going to be a, a, it's not a cookie cutter you know, perfect situation. It's basically you're going to have to tweak it a little bit for each situation so the outcome could be different. So I really like that because I feel like it's not one plus one equals two. It's one plus one divided by a billion is whatever it is. You know, it's it's just how to handle. How to be dynamic. How to be dynamic and how to accept everyone's flaws and how to forgive. They very they taught me how to forgive so much um, for reasons. Maybe we'll talk about them one day, but I don't think so. <laughs> but, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting, yeah. I feel like that's a lesson a lot of people don't learn mm-hmm. from their parents. And life offers you that lesson, but a lot of people choose to ignore it. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely, I agree with that. Just learning how to be dynamic is very important. 
All right. You ready for the next one, Evolve for multiple situations. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. All right. So next question is, what do most... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. What do you look forward to the most about getting old? Uh, Well, I definitely want to have kids, so... (laughs) Yeah. Just being able to... How many kids? I don't know. No idea. Three? Oh, no. We'll see when the day comes. Saturday. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Okay. So, you're fucking crazy, by the way. <laughs> you're fucking ridiculous. I was just trying to scare you. It didn't work, but oh, I want yeah. three. Get the fuck out of here. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, just, I want to have kids. So, like, just being able to, you know, finally kick back and, like, being able to pass on my life lessons to my children. I feel like. It might sound kind of selfish, but in essence, like, I feel like my kids are me, you know? The non-existing kids, you mean? Huh? The non-existing kids, you mean? Yeah, but, like, once I do have children, I feel like they are an extension of me. Oh, got it. Okay. You know, I feel like they are, like, obviously they're their own people. They're not me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I live on through them even after death. So I want those Understood. lessons. I want those lessons to, like, you know, stick with them and, and you know. You know, obviously, I want to teach them as much as possible, and I want to expose them to reality um, instead of harboring them. I feel like those are like probably the things that I look forward to the most about getting old in life. That and like being able to retire and like kick it with them when they're old enough and learn those facts. So yeah, and setting them up. Yeah, and obviously, like having them meet the rest of the fam when they're younger. Yeah, just shit like that. That's probably what I look forward to the most. That's nice, baby. When I'm older, older, I mean, though. Yeah, Yeah. You know. For my. In a few years, and probably for the rest of my life, my answer is going to be mushy, so I apologize. But um, I'd like to say, I want to know what it is like every day waking up and still being in love with you. You know, 50 years from now, still Hmm. waking up and being like, this is my best friend. This is, you know, everything that I'm feeling now, whether it be more, obviously I feel like it'll be more because, you know, throughout the years we're going to be... I'm um, not just learning because I feel like we're even now we're um, moving towards a topic in our relationship where we're not just learning about each other. We're growing together. You know, we're growing as people individually. Learning but then to work together. Learning to work together. Yes. Um, so that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Most. I mean, if you want to, like, take it to, like, something recently, like soon. I mean, like, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But, like. On a on a more yeah. personal note for me, like just music, I really look forward to like music that I'm gonna be dropping. Right. I really, I really, really, really look forward to that because like I've been working my ass off. Yeah. And I'm almost scared he to drop really music. Has, y'all. I'm almost scared to like release it to be honest with you because it's like I don't want to. I don't want anybody else to hear it. But at the same time, like I know damn well like that's the whole reason why the fuck I started doing this shit. So it's coming. Just know mm-hmm. that. It's very good stuff coming. That's some. That's yeah. something that I'm looking forward Pronto to. Valid. And a successful music career following afterwards. Follow. Following a Pronto. successful rebrand. Follow at Pronto Valid on Instagram, Twitter. Well, Twitter is Your Valid mom. underscore the rapper with an A in the. Yes. Which I want to change, but I don't you know if I can. Change so this would be. I'm trying to. I'm good. trying to, but I don't know how to change it on Twitter. I'm I'm pretty fucking terrible with Twitter. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah, me neither. I gotta learn my social media game with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Instagram is not that hard to learn. Facebook is pretty easy. I'm Facebook OG, but I know I live on Facebook. You're more you're more good with TikTok. I gotta learn how to do the TikTok. Oh, I shit. love TikTok. I can't I, do the I, TikTok shit. I don't know how to do it. 
pause, pause, pause. I love TikTok. I just want to say here, I, I, I was, I was not a stan at first. I was definitely not a stan. I was a non-believer, and TikTok, you know, it just made me, you know, whole as a person. <laughs> I just would like to say thank you. You sound like one of those uh, 2012 believers. I'm a believer. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the next question. Okay, what do most people? Most people. people. I just took a trip down under. All right. So (laughs) I like, I like, it's because I've been listening to this podcast. Um, Her name is uh, Erin May Henry, and she's Australian, and I just wish I was her. All right. So uh, what do most people overestimate or underestimate about you or both? What do people most overestimate about me? Uh, they most overestimate my confidence. A lot of people think that I'm a narcissist. Yes, and this is true. I do have that level of confidence, but the only reason why I have that level of confidence there, like to the point where it does get narcissistic to a point, is it's kind of like a layer of protection. Um, and I understand like I have to tear down that barrier because it, it is what keeps me away from like you know being socially. I guess, like, socially adept, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being socially inept, like how I was before, or how I am learning how to We're not trying to be. not to be. So, yeah, just, like, that level of confidence, I feel like, is, like, what people overestimate because, honestly, like, they don't see the fact that I go back and I am probably, like, my own biggest critic. I even say that in one of my songs. You know, my biggest critic is probably me because I really am, like, my own biggest critic a lot of the times. It's just certain things that, like, other people point out that I don't see. I understand the confidence thing, but one thing that I learned from you big time was, you know, to be humble and not always, and and realize like not everything's about me. And that goes deeper than just like what it sounds like at surface level. It could be like, you know, your problems, like, you know, it's not necessarily like, oh, other people have bigger problems than you, but like your problems also affect other people. You know, your your problems are other people's problems as well a lot of the times, and people don't realize that. You add on to... Your pain is, your pain is never alone. And that's what you kind of made me realize, like, when you said that on a deeper note, so... When I said what, I'm so sorry. Uh, that to be humble and realize not everything is about you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, some people, like, you know, they may have worse problems, whatever the fuck, but your pain is shared amongst everybody, I feel like. Yeah, and that's not to say that your pain is, or your, um, you know, your hurt or your feelings are not valid. That's just to say that, um, you know, at some point everyone feels like that, so you should not feel alone when you're going through that. And a good example of that would be, like, let's say you fuck up at work, and you end up having to take more time at work. And then you're salty, you're like, ah, fuck this job, but, like, you don't realize, like, low-key, that's a burden to your job, too. Mm -hmm. They have to pay you those hours to work and and fix your fuck-up. Exactly. So, you know, just realizing that your pain is shared. Um, uh, What was was the question again? Yeah, so, uh, the question for... um, What do people overestimate about? What do people overestimate and underestimate? So, two different answers, I guess. So, yeah, uh, that's just kind of, just branching off the confidence thing. But, um... What do people underestimate about me the most is my drive and skill level. Um, True. I feel like I feel like people think that I'm lazy or stupid. In a lot of cases, I feel mm-hmm. like I come off that way. Um, you know, just 
maybe based off my physical appearance or how I act sometimes in certain social situations. Like, yeah. you know, for like me, if, if was, you're an outside observer, I guess. If for me, when I when I first met him, I just want to clarify, I did think that he wasn't maybe stupid completely, but just like he didn't care. He like was lazy and blah, 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 like all that. Like I'm too good for anything and everything like mm-hmm. vibe. But yeah. No. But I'm not really like that. He's you know? really not like that. I, I'm honestly like, I don't want to say that I'm like super, super, super fucking smart. Mm-hmm. But I do hold my confidence level of my intelligence pretty high. Let's just high. say that if Harris didn't necessarily want to go to school for music and want to go traditionally to like business or or like study physics or study biology. Well, I am studying business, but it's music okay, business. whatever. So you know what I'm trying to say here. Like he would be very successful and also... Um, aspects of school i'm not sure if he'd be successful in any area after school because it's not really what he likes to do so yeah but no i mean definitely like if i went to i mean honestly like i feel like i could right now be working like at nasa honestly like if i really went down that route if i wanted to go like down physics astrophysics you know let's say even like some crazy shit like astrobiology like take some classes like in a in a cutting edge field like that, I feel like I could, man. Honestly, like I was really good. I was really good at shit like that. So I feel like people underestimate, like, you know, that like my level of intelligence and my drive, and then also they underestimate like just the amount of skill that I have, like, mm-hmm. in other aspects. Like, as a musician, you there's a lot of fucking other people doing the same shit as me. I think you get I, overlooked a lot. You know what I've noticed though is that you're confident in areas that are sometimes irrelevant and unconfident areas where you really do or could shine yeah and that's something that i'm trying to you know flip up on i'm trying to turn my weaknesses into strengths and turn my strengths into even bigger strengths so Mm -hmm. um you know it's just the game of always evolving constantly growing so but yeah that's a good question all right and then how about you oh yeah my answer who forget about me um so same thing about overestimating or underestimating me. Sorry, I do come out to be a not very smart person um, just because of how I speak. Sometimes I, I do have a lot of thoughts going on at the same time in my head. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I stop and I think, I just have a naturally confused face. So some people have resting bitch face. I have resting confused face. <laughs> I really do like Harris can tell you. Yeah, like, she looks lost a lot of the I time. And lost. when I first met her, like when we first started dating, she looked even more lost. I don't know. I mean like obviously like I've been dating her for, for like over almost six years now almost six years now damn mm-hmm. yeah so i mean like obviously my perspective has changed like when i look at her but like, when I, before i before we started dating i used to look at her like i don't know she looks kind of i don't know kind of slow a little bit so i don't blame you that's you know and like a lot of people honestly would say the same thing but one thing i could say a lot of people said the same honestly thing. like one thing and it's also because like your actions match that but i feel like just like me, like you kind of were like socially inept in certain instances. Maybe not like inept, but like purposely because you wanted to come off that way. I did want to come off. Yeah. So I just want to clarify and say that as I came off, I wanted to come off. I did. I felt like yeah. maybe still I sometimes still fall into that pattern of I feel like when, when I'm stupid, I achieve more than when I'm smart. And let me explain that. <laughs> because yeah. um, when you act stupid, no one thinks that you're capable of things. Yeah. So when they actually put you on the spot, like you're able to still do them. Yeah. But then 
I don't know. I feel like you just get more information. It's explained to you thoroughly, like at a job, honestly, like I can't tell you how many times people have been like, oh, like, honey, you're going to do this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, honey, I've been done for the past five day- yeah. days, you know, yeah. like it ain't sh- it ain't shit. And like, I'm not saying like I'm better than any job that I've ever had. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like I come off very slow, even though I'm not. Even though you're not. Slow. And you're a very deep thinker. <laughs> I am a very very deep deep thinker. I just have too many thoughts that are deep at the same time, which equates to me having a resting, confused face. And honestly, that's one thing that I didn't realize until, until like, you know, recently, recently, until you started telling me, like, you know, when I would act stupid in front of people, like, I didn't, I wanted them to know that I was like good at shit, but like, I just acted stupid because I just wanted to come off as like the fun guy. I just wanted to be friends Mm -hmm. with everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And I didn't really realize that really what I was doing was portraying myself as the dumbass that doesn't care about shit and is, like, always high and comes to class not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it was, like, dude, I already fucking know all this shit. Or, like, I read the textbook or, like, I paid very well attention during the lecture and took well note, like, very well written notes that you didn't see me doing, yeah. you know. And then next thing you know, I have an A in the class. I have a B in the class even though I'm not trying, whatever the fuck. Like, I made sure I was always passing. I know. That and was so annoying. Even, thought, even if it was, like, the shit that I didn't give a fuck about at all and I didn't even want to do the I, I couldn't be bothered to do the homework. I'd still make sure that I did well enough on the test to pass the class. Yeah. That's how I always was. But um, what what about the over overestimating thing? You so didn't answer that So overestimating, I would say my niceness. I, I mm. come off to be unconditionally nice. Yeah. I'm not. I'm human. I get angry. Harris, to this point, some, we hardly ever, it's so rare when we fight. It's so yeah. rare. It's like once a year. So we've maybe had, or once every other year, like big fights. <laughs> and big, you'd think big, big people fights. like our age with yeah, a five year long relationship would have argued almost, yeah, like almost, almost every, day. every single day. But no. And I'm not saying people do, but I'm just saying like that's people what people do, think that we are. We're not. Yeah. It's, and it, it's so aggravating because Harris sometimes looks at me like, why are you even mad? Not in the sense of like, you're not allowed to be mad. He's just surprised that I can can't get to a level of mad and to certain levels that he still hasn't seen that I don't let anyone see. Yeah. Or like pettiness. Like I I can be petty y'all. Like I really can be petty. Yeah. But you always come back. You always come back. Like once your emotions get down. Yeah. I come back and I, and I reiterate, this is what I meant with this. And this is also to tie in with my I need I need space to think. If you catch me off guard, I'm gonna say something that either I don't mean or that I've been bottling up and it's gonna come out the wrong way. But you gotta understand, like for me to say something, you've literally had to like slap me across the face and just do like something that's it's so hard to get me angry. And I think I don't know. Do you agree? Do you think it's you've hard? Never, to get like, angry? You've never like you've never like really yelled at me. No, because you've I, never I, you've never gotten mad at me to I the point. Can't, I you can't just get that. mad at me at some at times like when like you know if I for, if I, if I forgot to do some shit or like if I did some shit that like pissed you off yelled. and I didn't realize it. And the reason why yeah. I don't yell is because you just I, walk res- away. I respect you and I would mm-hmm. not want you. I know that if at any point you were to yell at me, I would put you in your place and tell you that <sighs> nobody, not even my own yeah. dad. It's not like oh nobody talks to me that way. It's more like. I don't talk to anyone that way, so I expect the same courtesy back. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I got that. And I and feel like we have that mutual respect. Respect. Each other. So much respect. I have so much respect for you as a person, as my boyfriend, as everything. Yeah. So. Same here. Yeah. Towards you. Thanks. 
All right. Uh, do you have any questions you'd like to ask me? Do I have any questions for you? Well, I don't have a list of questions in front of me like you do, but <laughs> question for you. What's a good question based off of the questions that we've been asking? You tell um, me. How do you deal with uh, the daily, you know, struggles or just daily social anxieties that you face? Social anxieties? Do you mean like what interacting? Would you, what would you say is your biggest daily struggle? And how do you deal with it? I guess I should say. My daily struggle, let's see. I guess I'd like to say my main biggest struggle is I always wake up um, and the first thing I feel is anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's, it's hard. I, I'm, I, I want to specify, I, I've never been diagnosed with anything. I've, I've only been once to talk to a psychiatrist or, uh, whatever you call them, someone that like you express your feelings to when my parents were going through a divorce. So I've never been diagnosed with anything, but I am a very anxious person. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't have anxiety, like diagnose anxiety or depression diagnosed depression but I do get sad where I feel like it could be so I always wake up with anxiety um and it's always hard to calm myself so um I've gotten better throughout the years um but it's still something that I deal with every day I still deal with depression every day undiagnosed of course but you know yeah um, and it's hard for me to realize that people don't see me that way because I feel like I'm screaming at people and no one's listening. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad that they're not because I don't want them to even feel a certain way because I'm feeling a certain way or maybe it, would it, whether it be sorry or maybe they get down. I, I don't like that's why I'm always a, like someone that is smiling, happy because I don't know what's going on with you. I don't want you to feel like I do, so I'd rather make you laugh. Hmm. So. Okay. That's just how I, that's why everyone thinks I'm nice, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I am, but whatever. Do you think that it's like more of a coping mechanism for you? It's definitely to a help coping. help other people? Uh, no. I like to help people because it's just something that, well, one, I was, imp- be nice it was to other taught. People, I, say. I like to be nice to people because I, I feel like, I don't know what's going on with you, whether it be you live with a hundred people, you know, your whole family or whatever. But if no one actually wants to talk to you or get to know you, then you can still feel lonely in a room full of people. If you're alone, like if you live by yourself, like not many people are going to smile at you because you, you don't live with anyone, you know. So on the daily, at least, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know what you're going through, so I'd rather smile at you and at least have one person that smiled at you because I know that I like that when I get that in return. Yeah. So just thinking about other people. Kind of going off of that, that's my biggest daily struggle is, you know, I instantly wake up with anxiety, mm-hmm. but instantly what I think about is like, you know, oh, me, 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 my, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, you know, it's always about me. And kind of going back to, like, earlier what I said, like, it's not always about you was one of the lessons that, like, you kind of taught me. Yeah, and um, not in a bitchy way. I didn't mean yeah, it like that. but, like, you know, just once again, <laughs> like, everyone shares in that pain. Everyone shares in that experience. Correct. If you co- if you show up late to work, your boss is pissed because now, like, nobody's there to do the job mm-hmm. that he hired you to fucking do. So, yeah, I mean, like, just kind of 
going off of that, like I said, like, you know, I get that anxiety and it's all like self-based, you know, around me. But Mm -hmm. the way that I guess I get around it is, or I guess the way that I react to it now, you know, obviously before it would just continue being like that and and it it was like self-defeating by the end of the day, like you just run out of energy because like you've been like beating beating yourself up all day. But yeah, I mean, afterwards I kind of just shifted to just releasing those thoughts, just being like, okay, it's okay. You know, you fuck up, things happen. Um, you know, that's kind of how I get rid of that anxiety. And, you know, I think of like other people like, okay, like my boss will understand, you know, if I'm late, whatever the fuck, or like, let's say if, if I, you know, music wise, like, let's say if I drop some shit and I, and it, ends up being a little bit later than when I, when I promised. I'm sure, like, people who are anticipating the drop will understand when it comes later. They're not all going to be fucking like, oh, I'm not a fan of his anymore, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't really have that anxiety anymore. I mean, like, I still do. I still deal with it every day, but, like, I feel like it's more manageable now. That's good, baby. Especially when I take other people into consideration and, you know, try to just chill out, like, my thoughts, you know. A lot of people think that everyone just thinks negative about them, but, you know, it's kind of hard to not think that. It's just you self self it's kind of it's kind of hard to not think that in 2022, especially with like just how 2020 elect 2020 to 2021, whatever oh, yeah. the fuck. Just you know, it, it's kind of hard to not think that you know everything's so electrified, I guess, so to speak, around these times. So I can definitely understand where like that angst come, that social angst comes from, where it's like everyone, people feel like everyone's against them. You feel like you have nobody to talk to, but yeah. you just got to realize, you know, there's love out there. You just got to reach out, man. You just got to reach out. Go around. You got to understand other people are also struggling too, and we all share in that experience. So, correct. Yeah. Any other question? Um, how many more were we gonna do? I don't know. How many you have for me? If you have any, if you don't have anything else, you don't have anything else. I think we were gonna do another five after we did, after we ran through the first five. So how many do we do after that? We. You asked me another, like, three questions, right? And that was, like, the fourth question I just asked. So let's do one last question. Let's do one last question. Either that was the fourth or fifth question. That was either the... I'm sorry. That was either the ninth... I think we've definitely done more than ten. That was either the eighth or ninth question, I think. Or maybe we have not. I yeah, know. I think we have to do one more. Okay. Let's do one more, at least. Okay, okay. Let me find one, if you don't mind, or if you want to look through for yourself. You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. You've been asking pretty good ones so far. Mm-hmm. I'll just find a cheesy one. Cornball. Okay. What if we do one serious one, like we've been doing, like a serious blah, 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 one, and then one that's like, okay. like a little like. End it off on a high note. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What three events made the biggest impact on who you are today? If, um, the question says three. If you don't have three, you could do however many. You what want. three events had the biggest impact on who I am today? Um, <clears throat> three events. I would say the first one is. Um, being in uh, being in school uh, at a parent-teacher conference, and this is like, I want to say 8th grade, 
and my language arts teacher was telling my parents, you know, that I could be, I think I've told you this before, like that I could, you know, your son is very smart. He can go to oh, an yeah. Ivy League mm-hmm. school, but his biggest problem is himself. You know, he's going to be his biggest issue. And I think other teachers told my parents that before. Um, but that's just what I remember. Like it, it just, cause it's like so recent and like high school, I, I never really showed up for those shit, mm-hmm. you know? So <laughs> no one did really, I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody really cared. So yeah, yeah but, um, that was probably the first one. The second event that impacted me the most was, uh, probably I want to say, um, when I had to, it, it, one of my relatives, his mother was uh, dying from a terminal illness, and I was really young. I think I was like six, seven, may I don't know. I want to say like anywhere between six to nine years old, somewhere in that range. And uh, yeah, she was on her final breaths basically, and uh, we had to go to the hospital and and be with her in her in her final moments before he pulled the plug and made the decision. I'd say oh. that's probably one of the toughest things that I ever had to go through um and to just kind of put life into perspective for me like people can go mm-hmm. it wasn't anybody like that was super super close to me apparently like she was when I was much younger but yeah um and then the third one third event um just kind of keep it on a serious note just um you don't have to well uh, I mean just kind of like you know more recently like my I kind of I kind of grew up in, two events together, uh, passing of my grandfather and my dog, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it was just really tough. And just kind of, once again, just puts life into perspective for you, makes you realize how short everything is, how little time we have. Um, You know, time is passing by. We live in the moment, and we don't realize that the moment is changing, you know, all the time. So it's just something you have to keep your mind of, you know, even right now as I'm speaking, you know, I'm keeping cognizant of the fact that I'm trying to be happy. Like this is a situation that I'm happy in. Um, you know, so just never take anything for granted. Make sure if you have a loved one, you say something to them and, you know, you mm-hmm. treat them as if you would, you know, as, as if it was the last day that you're going to see them. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause they're very important. So yeah, those are some of the biggest, most impactful events in my life, I guess. That's good. How about you? Um, I wouldn't say they're all serious. I mean, the first one I'd like to say is probably, um, I was, I think, in fifth grade, and, um, I literally, this is the day that I realized that I can wing myself through almost anything, (laughs) because... Um, I got entered into, I got nominated for some unknown reason. I don't know. Maybe the teacher just didn't know that I didn't know anything. Hmm. Um, I got entered into a geography competition thing, like the elementary school, whatever. And then all of a sudden I'm just like in it and I don't even know how I got there to be honest with you. And then I ended up in second place I didn't even know anything I honestly don't know if like by comparison I was smart or if just like I just I don't know but I ended up in second place so I'm like wow so life really isn't as you know intense as I feel like it is it's just 
I feel you life. on that to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I know, but... Obviously, life is hard, but life you realize if you try, hard, you can do something. Yeah. Or, or if, maybe... I didn't even know if I was trying, though. I think I was just trying to do my best, and I guess my best got me second place. There you go. So, <laughs> there, do your best. there you go. Um, second one is actually when... Um, my mom told me that um, she was told that at an early age, like around 19, 20 or so, that she was unable to have kids. And um, later she was diagnosed with um, PCOS. And then I started getting symptom- symptoms about the same thing. So I've always been scared that I'm not able to have kids. So that's like a day that I learned that, you know, that I could possibly be possibly have the same problem. possibly have the same illness um but who yeah. knows i still have to go get that checked out checked yeah. out by the way um what's and the then huh what's the third event third event is let's see i'm moving out by myself yeah it's it's been interesting <laughs> It's been good. I really like it, and I think it was just the first maybe few days where you get really homesick mm-hmm. because you don't know any different. Like you literally just removed yourself from a situation that I'll be you. Honest, have. I didn't get homesick. You did not get homesick. You told me you did. Not really. I mean, kind of, but it was like much later on. It wasn't the first couple of days. The first couple of days, I was happy. Well, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's it's more like a week. You're you're like. Still pumped with all the, and like the, um, you know, the happy feelings and all that. But then, like, by week two, I'm like homesick. And then after week two, I was good and I've been good. (laughs) Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's both harder than I thought it would be in the sense of, wow, this is due every month, huh? But. But it's been huh. easier in the in the sense of oh okay well I was able to do it even though I might have thought younger me would not be able to do it yeah you know yeah so let's do every month huh yeah I mean I feel that yeah. honestly like I always when I was younger I thought moving out and like living on your own would be much easier yeah um I was just always under the impression that like you could work whatever the fuck job and like have enough money to pay for rent but that's not really the case it's kind of case in our situation uh, i mean yeah yeah when you have other people that like share amongst responsibilities financially and like around yeah. duties in the house but like if you're just on your own you can't be i mean like it's kind of oh, hard it's kind of hard if you're just like a regular employee at mcdonald's like you know you're making like 825 an hour here in illinois like yeah props to those people because and honestly, like somehow you're paying rent i don't, I don't know, know man you, you have to do props, a lot man. man you have to you have to work at least 60 hours a week i feel like if you want to do that or shit for me, case. I can't, man. I can't. I don't have the time to dedicate that much to a job. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that shit. Some people do, but, man, for me, like, my job is this, music, podcast, you know. Well, my our, our jobs, what he means is our jobs is where you go clock in, clock out, and then where. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're actually. What I actually want to do is this, you know, and Mm -hmm. I can't, I don't have time for like a second job to like put in another like 40 hours a week at, you know, work two full-time jobs. It's kind of, it's kind of a lot. I mean, like some people have to do that shit, but like, I'm thankful that I don't have to, at least not at this point. Nothing's gotten, it hasn't gotten too expensive in Illinois that 
I can't afford to live. But uh, I feel like it's going to slowly get to that point, which is why we're trying to make this successful. So please like our podcast. Share it with your friends and family Download members. Download it. Share it. I think you guys will all enjoy it. Uh, we're being pretty honest. We're trying our best to be pretty open and entertaining. So <laughs> You tell us if it's working. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's do this last question here and call it, call it a night. Call it a night. I don't know if you're listening to this at night, but this is night for us. Yeah. So last question. If you could build any treehouse in the world, any treehouse, let's say you have a big-ass tree, got a small-ass tree, whatever treehouse you want to do, what would you put in it? What functions would it have? What what would be your, you know, your treehouse? What would it look like? I would want a studio treehouse. I don't want basic. I'm just kidding. No, I, would <laughs> no, want, I, know, I know. I would want a treehouse with a studio on it, fully functional studio, and like with multiple booths, like a big ass tree. Mm-hmm. And I feel like honestly, like I'm fucking copywriting this shit because I know somebody's gonna take the idea. But I think somewhere like in an exotic area, like Switzerland or some shit, not Switzerland, uh, Sweden or like some Norwegian fucking area, whatever the fuck. Somewhere around there, Scandinavia. Netherlands. Scandinavian, not Netherlands. Sweden. Scandinavian areas. Um, I feel like you could find a fat-ass tree out there. <laughs> Some gigantic tree that, that can support at least, like, five recording studios. Oh, man. And uh, you can make a business out of that shit. It's hefty work. You can, make, you can make a whole recording and, like, you know, think about it. Call it the treehouse. That's hefty. Whatever the fuck. That's pretty awesome. I think, honestly, it's a good idea. It I'm is copywriting a good idea. this shit. Nobody's yeah, nobody taking that. that idea. What would you call it? Treehouse. Treehouse? Treehouse. No. Okay. Treehouse studios. We'll work on the name. Treehouse. I don't know, man. I'm pretty simplistic when it comes to names. I just I just call it whatever the fuck. You can see that in my songs. I just call it whatever the fuck is the first thing that comes to mind. I know. I, I literally it. named like two or three of your songs. Treehouse Studios. No. No. Never. Pronto Valid Records. Signing Pronto Valid. <laughs> okay, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, my treehouse would be a a personal personal by by me saying no one is allowed in except me. Exclusive. There you go. Exclusive mm. spa. I would have a big ass tub that we don't have because we live in an apartment, which is fine. Not complaining, but just I would love a big bathtub to take baths in um and yeah like have maybe like a masseuse come out or like a a facial person i don't know what their estheticians there you go i think i don't know maybe whatever they're called whatever they're called i think they're called estheticians though um yeah man i just want like a relax relaxation spa a me spa maybe i'll call it me spa or spa me. Oh, I like that. Spa me. I don't know what the fuck spa. we're going to call this podcast because we both <laughs> suck at naming names. We do suck at naming stuff. So yeah. I'm so, so sorry. I feel bad for when everyone, we have kids. That's going to be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, naming your kids. No, I have our kids' names, but I'm not going to say that because I want my kid to be the only kid with that know. name. I have not heard any of these names. Yes, so. you have. I've shared them with you. And if you paid attention to me, you'd know. Okay, well, maybe it's because I'm not thinking about kids right now. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up at that. I I think we have had a pretty successful first show here so far. Yes, sir. Uh, You guys have gotten to know us pretty well. And you'll continue to get to know us. 
like I said, just uh, like and share the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to on, wherever we drop it on. Or if you can, listen to it right there and then. Make sure that you download it and you save it for later because I know that you would like to. Yes. All righty. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>